All right, good to see everybody. Hope you're doing good Thursday night, and we are live. Just want to let everybody know on Facebook, the reason why you're not getting a countdown anymore on Facebook is because Facebook keeps banning us right at the beginning of the show. If you've noticed that at the beginning of the podcast, they have a, they keep banning us. We think that it's because of our intro music, which we have bought, which we have paid for, and they're just using it as an excuse. Or maybe the band has complained about it. We have no idea. But every I think it was, was three times in a row. I think, Aaron, wasn't it? It was three times in a row we were banned right at the beginning of our podcast. That's why we're not doing that on Facebook anymore. So at 8.30 sharp, we'll be coming on to Facebook with our first video, or 10.30 sharp on Saturday night just so you guys know so tuesday thursday we'll 8 30 sharp and we're, we're going to rework it after we get into the new building get our whole new tech operation set up aaron will look into my producer aaron will look into setting us up with a different song or something so they don't have any excuse although they'll probably try to find another one but we'll pray that they can't do that in jesus mighty name but that's the reason why you have to have a parallel culture You have to have a parallel society. We have to have our own social media where we can never be banned. That's why I pay all the money that I pay to be on CTN, the Christian Television Network. CTN's an awesome operation. Love them, brothers and sisters in Christ. But the reason why we had to go to CTN is because we can't get banned there by social media tyrants, which are all leftists. Zuckerberg's a leftist. Bezos is uh, is a leftist. The person who took over for Dorsey on Twitter that I don't know how to pronounce his name is a leftist. The person who runs uh, YouTube, and I don't know how to pronounce her name is a leftist. They're all, I mean, they're not just leftists either. You know, it's like Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Shuttlesworth say this, there are people who are sinners and there are people who are wicked. The sinner is just somebody who wants to sin and be left alone. The wicked are those who actually come after the things of God, try to destroy the things of God, try to destroy ministries of God, try to kill the unborn. That's the wicked. And that's how the tech, that's how the tech industry is. They're not just sinners. They're bold faced sinners. They're wicked people. So anyway, let's move on. Canada. Let's cover Canada tonight. This is, I wanted to launch this because I want to talk about the connection between what is happening in Canada and the World Economic Forum. You must understand, please get this down deep into your soul, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir when it comes to the World Economic Forum, but you must understand that the Great Reset, under like Prince Charles and numerous other neoliberals, the Great Reset in the World Economic Forum is not conspiracy theory whatsoever. Every single neo-leftist, and when I say neo-leftist, I mean people who are not, they are not liberals. They're neo-leftists. They're Mao Zedongs. They're they're Hitlers. They're Stalinists. They're not people who want to be able to smoke marijuana on their own private property at their own discretion. These are people who want to control your life. A neo-liberal or a neo-leftist is somebody who is not just okay with you saying, you know what? We all just need to tolerate each other. You don't, you're not allowed to just tolerate me. You have to give me your stamp of approval or your rights will be taken away. In other words, you know, you will bake a cake for a homosexual wedding or your, or your business license will be taken away. That is a neo-leftist versus your traditional liberal where, where, where there are very few of those left. I don't know. And there, there's none in the Democratic Party that's a national figure. None. Not one. That's a traditional liberal. That is just they're more a traditional liberal is more of a libertarian than than a leftist. They're more of just you know what small government. It's just funny. I said this to a friend of mine recently, and I just said, when was it that everybody started to trust globalist 
financial organizations, globalist organizations that are after masses of you know masses of cash all the time. That's their whole that's that's their whole uh, mo in life. That's what their goal in life is: is to amass as much cash as they can. When is it that everybody started to to trust Moderna? When did everybody start to trust Pfizer? And Pfizer gets sued all the time for bribing doctors and killing and maiming people. But all of a sudden, the entire left trusts these organizations. They have parties with ornaments that have Pfizer on them because you see, they're not, they're not, they're not liberals anymore. They're neocon leftists. They're actually tyrants that want to force their life, their agenda down your throat. It's not okay. It's not just, it's, it's not okay in their eyes. It's not, it's not, it doesn't meet their approval. If you just say, you know what, live and let live, you do what you want to do. We're not looking to prosecute you because you want to be married to your man and you want to be married to a man. We're not looking to prosecute you for that. It's not good enough for you just to accommodate them or tolerate them. You must place your stamp of approval upon them or lose your rights. And that's what you've seen with masking. That's what you've seen with vaccine. They are the neocon left. So there, here's Klaus Schwab. This is back in 2017. We're focusing still on Canada right now because Canada, Canada has the most public fight. There's other countries like New Zealand and Australia that have begun to rise, but not to the level of Canada. So here we have this Klaus Schwab in 2017. And I want you to see the influence. If you're wondering why it is that Justin Trudeau and his assistant or his undersecretary is, uh, I don't remember her title, but the, the next person down, like the vice president uh, under the prime minister, why it is that they are the way that they are. They're not just that way because they're leftists. They're that way because they are neo-globalist leftists under the tutelage, under the wing, under the, the eye of supervision of the World Economic Forum. Play that first video for me, Will. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now, the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a rece reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I we know that half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic right. forum and that's true in argentina too wow yeah sorry that's true in argentina as well it's true in argentina and uh, it's true in france now mm -hmm. i'm here with the president with a young global leader but what is important I mean, did you hear the list? And these are all people that went through what is called their Young Global Leadership Program. Justin Trudeau, Klaus Schwab says, obviously went through that program. He spouts the doxology. He spouts the, the philosophy of the World Economic Forum constantly. He admires one of, the, one of the countries that the World Economic Forum admires the most, of course, is China. And Justin Trudeau has plainly said that's what that is the country that he admires the most because they have, quote, a pure dictatorship. 
And you have Klaus Schwab there saying that Justin Trudeau was one of our young global leaders and they have penetrated cabinets around the world. So this is a conspiracy theory? You will, if you go on MSNBC, CBS, NBC, CNN, whoever it may be, if you go on there right now, they will say that the World Economic Forum, the way that it's looked at from the right, is a conspiracy theory, that the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory. You need to understand that all of this, everything that you've seen over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve has been orchestrated, not by Democrats. Democrats are just useful idiots for Klaus Schwab. They are just tool boys and girls for Klaus Schwab. What you have seen over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, when you see open borders under Joe Biden and closed borders under Donald Trump, Donald Trump does not affiliate with the World Economic Forum. He went there and spoke, but he went there and spoke about the United States being its own country, its own sovereign nation, which goes against the dictates of the World Economic Forum. So when you see open borders, when you see 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, the masking, the forced vaccinations, the vaccine mandates, and they're not just vaccine mandates, they're vaccine passports where people can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR coded mark of the beast on their phone in the world, obviously in the entire European Union, all of Australia, all of Canada, New York City, all of Israel, you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone that says you've been uh, double vaxxed, triple vaxxed, whatever level they're at right now. Many of them are now up to three vaccinations. But you, this, all of what you've seen was mapped out at event 201, which was put together, which was sponsored by the World Economic Forum and the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. You can pull up event 201. There's probably a hundred videos or more of it on YouTube. These are not conspiracy theories. And what were they doing at event 201? They were wargaming about how to handle a coronavirus, how the media is supposed to handle it, how it's all come to fruition. What do you hear now more than anything? You hear the left, the globalist neocon left saying, how do we deal with misinformation and disinformation? That was all war game. You can pull it up. It was actually our current DNI right now, director of national intelligence, she was there. She was at event 201. Pfizer was at event 201. Johnson and Johnson was at event 201. Moderna was at events 201. All the media, globalist media, global leaders were all at event 201 war gaming about how to handle a coronavirus, not how to keep you safe, but how to implement their agenda in the midst of what they will call a global pandemic. This has all been orchestrated. Are you saying, Tom, that Klaus Schwab orchestrated the lab leak? Don't know. But they either took advantage of what happened and then orchestrated the globalist response, or they actually caused what happened to begin with because the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is who was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a level four bioweapons lab, also funded by Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance, which received all their funding from Tony Fauci and the NIH. Also, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is funded by the PLA and the CCP, obviously. Why it ever would be that Americans would be sending money to and sharing information with Chinese scientists as if there's Chinese science that exists outside of the PLA. There is nothing. There's not a McDonald's in China that exists outside of the PLA. And Klaus Schwab loves China. 
And China right now loves the World Economic Forum. This is not conspiracy theory. Now you have it from Klaus Schwab's own mouth approximately two years before 23 day, 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, saying that most of the leaders that you see now in, in, on the global stage, he named them Vladimir Putin, Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau, half of Justin Trudeau's cabinet went through the World Economic Forum. Those that are currently on his cabinet, half of them were young global leaders. I mean, it couldn't read any more out of the book of Revelation. Half of Trudeau's cabinet went through the Young Global Leadership Program at the World Economic Forum. This is absolute fact. And I've told you this a thousand times. I'm going to tell you one more time right now. Is if you're wondering why it is that none of these people, you, you, you look at the sex crime rate in Germany right now because of illegal immigration. Who is in charge of Germany? Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel is a disciple of Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. She does not recognize her borders. The sex crime rate has gone up in exponential fashion because unnamed, undocumented, untraceable people are crossing over the German border by the hundreds of thousands every year and committing mass sex crimes on German citizens. She doesn't give a crap because she herself will always be safe because she has that which she has taken away or forbids all of her citizens have just like what the Democratic Party wants to do in America. She sees herself just like Trudeau does Boris Johnson's another World Economic Forum stooge. Emmanuel Macron is a World Economic stooge. Scott Morrison is a World Economic stooge. Jacinda Ardern is a World Economic stooge. They all make their annual pilgrimage just like a Muslim to Mecca every single year of their lives in some form or fashion. They may have had to go Zoom this year because they had to obey the World Economic Forum's COVID orthodoxy, but they make a pilgrimage there every year, bend their knee and bend over to Klaus Schwab every year and follow his dictates. All of those people that I just named, which was the Prime Minister of Australia, Prime Minister of New Zealand, Prime Minister of Ger Chancellor of Germany, Prime Minister of England, Prime Minister of Canada, Prime Minister of France, every last one of them do not look at themselves as presidents, prime ministers, or chancellors of sovereign states, of sovereign nations. They look at themselves as governors of globalist states. Germany to Angela Merkel, England to uh, Boris Johnson are simply like Idaho and New Hampshire in their eyes in the, on the, as a global state. That's how they look and understand because what they, what they are trying to form is a culture of elite global elitist bourgeois snobs that have everything. You'll own nothing and be happy. Please pull it up. It's on the great reset video, which was put out by the world economic forum. They have their own, they, they put their, their name all over it. You see world economic forum with their insignia on it, 
with their mascot, whatever you want to call it, on it on the back of it. Very proud of that you'll own nothing and be happy. But notice how Prince Charles, who pushes the World Economic Forum and pushes the Great Reset, never sells any of his own stuff. You ever notice that? You notice how Klaus Schwab, who's a multimillionaire, never offers up his own money? You think that one of these people, if you're Barack and Michelle Obama, who are, of course, global elitist snob leftist neocons, who's building another house right now, another house that's supposed to be underwater, because one of the things the World Economic Forum pushes is, of course, climate change. That'll be the next totalitarian move that they make. Barack Obama's building his second home. He's got his own. He's got two homes already, right? His third home, I should say. He's got a multi-million dollar mansion in D.C., a multi-million dollar mansion on Matha's Vineyard, and now he's building a multi-million dollar mansion uh, in Hawaii. Two of those three, two out of the three of those locations are supposed to already be underwater. But again, because the World Economic Forum pushes climate change, but the ones who push climate change don't live by the dictates that they push. Now, that should sound very familiar to you because it's the exact same program they peddled out for COVID-19. That's why you constantly see the neocon left, Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, numerous others who don't follow their dictates. Barack Obama uh, tells everybody Martha's Vineyard is going to be underwater. Hawaii is going to be underwater because the polar ice caps are melting. But then he builds multi-million dollar mansions there. You see, this is a verse that I've been using over the last month in church and on the podcast. We are not ignorant of his, of his devices, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. These people, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. These people are zealots, but they're not smart. They put out the same tripe day after day, year after year. They do the same things over and over and over again. Adolf Hitler did the same thing. He used typhoid as a launching pad to, to eradicate Jews, to kill Jews, to murder Jews to segregate Jews from the population, alleging that they spread typhoid more than anybody else. Just like right now, the unvaxxed are being segregated. It's the same tripe over and over again. It's the same modus operandi over and over again. All right, back to, uh, back to Canada. Here is, here is another, I don't know this for sure. Somebody told, I mean, I actually do know it for sure because I, I heard it from a reliable source. This is Christia Freeland. She used to be, a, of course, a journalist in the United States. I can't remember what outfit she worked for, but she's now the deputy prime minister. She warns the government has the tools to follow money. We can see what is happening, what is being planned in real time, she says. Play the video for me, Will. So let me repeat what I said on Monday. If your truck is being used in these protests, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. The consequences are real and they will bite. It is time for you to go home. And let me also be clear that we will have zero tolerance for the establishment of new blockades or occupations. We now have the tools to follow the money we can see what is happening and what is being planned in real time. And we are absolutely determined that this must end now and for good. Now that should rivet the soul of every human being on the planet, but, the, but half of the planet 
follow the neocon left or they are neocon leftists themselves. What always amazes me is that people like Christia Freeland, once you unleash this sort of tyranny, how do you not understand that if you lose power and the right or the conservative movement in uh, Canada takes over, they can use the tools that you've established against you. If you sit there and you link government with banking institutions, and that's exactly what she's saying, where accounts can be frozen, and, and what, are they, what are they doing right now? See, the RCMP is the FBI of Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Doesn't sound like it, but they are the state police of Canada. The RCMP, what they're doing is sending uh, information to all the banks in Canada about who has given money to the Freedom Convoy. And then the banks allegedly can then decide whether or not they want to do business with them. That way they can still hide under their usual, their usual predicate of, you know what, this is a private business. They can do whatever they want. The government's giving them all the information, but it's a private business and they can do whatever they want. And that's exactly what Joe Biden said. Remember, that's what he said when he was running for president, that he would never mandate vaccines. Remember that he would never mandate vaccines except for federal employees. But then what did he do via executive order mandated vaccines that every company with over 100 employees has to have all of their employees fully vaccinated or they'll face basically fines of $100,000 a day per employee that's unvaccinated. So see, they say right now that it, you know, we're just giving the information to the banks, but then the banks will decide whether to do business with you. If you gave 25 bucks to the Freedom Convoy, then the banks can decide whether to debank you or not. Right now, Canadians are pulling large amounts of cash out of their banks and hiding them in their house because they're afraid of being debanked. And if you get debanked and the bank, say you got 150 grand in the bank and, and the bank says, you know, we're not going to do any business with you. And you say, where's my 150,000? Well, we'll get back to you. What would you do? Oh, that could never happen. Why, why do you think that? Why is it that you think that that, that could never happen? These same exact sort of neocon leftists told you that Joe Biden received 81 million votes. Do you believe that he did? There's no way for you to prove that he did or he did not. There is no way for you to prove it except through forensic audits, which they never let happen. So all these banks now are in lockstep with the government, allegedly the government giving them the option of whether to debank people or not, just like they GoFundMe had the option whether or not to cancel the Freedom, the freedom Convoy's finances and donations given by people like you and me. They had the option, but notice that most of the time when people want to conduct business inside of whether it's a democratic republic or a constitutional democracy, whatever it may be, if the FBI of that particular country is sending you information, they're telling you, we don't want you to do business with these people. Otherwise, why would they be sending them information? It's the same sort of malarkey that the FBI does here. The FBI sends a letter. Well, it's not the FBI, but it's, it's Merrick Garland. He conjures up a letter sent to the National School Board Association, basically asking them to complain, asking them to say that they're scared that parents might do some sort of violent act at school boards. So they basically they do the exact same thing they did at 1-6. They do the exact same thing that they did with the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot where most of the co-conspirators in that plot were FBI agents or informants. They do the same thing. They conjure up the incident themselves 
and then prosecute those who happen to fall for the fraud that actually fall for the entrapment. Those who actually went into the Capitol on one six as Ray Epps tore down the first barrier. Ray Epps, who nobody has any clue who he is. Allegedly. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger have no idea who, who Ray Epps is. Yeah, right. So you see, that's what's happening is that the RCMP is sending all the banks information about who donates to what. This should scare the living crap out of people. But the left, they, they sit there and they're rejoicing. And all these people, they rejoice that YouTube is, you know, I'll just use myself as an example. That YouTube has banned my church account for life. They rejoice because, well, look. Now we got another conservative pundit off the air. Well, don't you understand that when you empower people to do that, that it will eventually turn on you. Even your own people will turn on you because you're not left enough. You're not black enough. You're not, you're not transgender enough, whatever it may be. Eventually it will turn on you. And then when the other side has powers, you've already established an infrastructure for your own persecution. It's amazing to me that people can't see this. All right, trying to stay focused on Canada. Disclosed TV tweet, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum says the COVID-19 pandemic has led to a heightened focus on the power of medical data, specifically so-called vaccine passports. These passports by nature serve as a form of digital identity. Leave this up, Will. So this, like I've told you for months now, this has never been about all the churches that closed, all the businesses that closed, all the churches that cooperated, all the conservatives that cooperated, and you thought that you were doing all of this to save people's lives, everybody suddenly got to be a hero. No, it was always about getting to this place. These passports serve by nature, these passports serve, these passports by nature serve as a form of digital identity. That is what this has been about from day one. No, Tom, at first, people didn't really know what was going on. And that's why I closed my church down. That's why I wore a mask. That's why we closed our church down for 90 days, 60 days, 15 days to flatten the curve, which Trump extended to 60. Then it got extended over and over and over again, not necessarily by Trump, but by the medical experts. But this has, been, this has been about getting to a digital identity from day one. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Oh, that's, that's just that's right-wing conspiracy th- uh, uh, theories. That's right-wing that's right conspiracy theories. No, it's not. First of all, it's not a theory. It's the word of God. It's Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. It is not a conspiracy theory. It will occur. And that's what this has been about from day one. Yet many Christian leaders, I've yet to see you. Tom, you talk about this every podcast. And I invite you, especially for those of you on Rumble, please share, share, share. Well, Tom, what about us on Facebook? Facebook bans me all the time. If you hit share right now, chances are it either fools you into thinking that you're sharing or it won't allow you to share and it won't let me send out uh, you know, friend requests on Facebook. So share this to people who need to see it because most Christian leaders are still completely avoiding the subject of the mark of the beast. You know why they're avoiding it? Because they came out in favor of the vaccines. They turned their churches into vaccine temples. They lock down, they close their churches, and they, it, the, the price of repentance is too stiff for them. If they, if they come out right now and say those three vaunted words, 
I was wrong. I was eating. I was eating breakfast with a pastor friend of mine yesterday. He was fine. He was like, I was wrong. I closed down for for three weeks, and I was wrong. And I told him right there, well, "You're good. You you're you're smart enough. You're repentant enough. The Lord the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit." Psalm thirty four eighteen. You're good, but most Christians. I mean, I want you to think of it. Name a Christian national or international Christian leader who blew it. And we all know who they are. And if you're watching right now, somehow or another, we all know who you are, but yet you will not come out and say, I was wrong. You're watching the proliferation of vaccine passports around the globe. And some of you might be thinking, no, no, Tom, they're taking all this stuff down right now. They're taking it all down. The leftist neocons are walking it all, but they're not walking it all back. They're yielding some mask mandates. They're not, if you've noticed, hardly any of them are walking back vaccine passports. Some are, but even the ones that are, are still voting in to keep their emergency powers. So you need to understand something. England has walked back vaccine passports three times, has walked back lockdowns three times already. They've already said, I've read numerous times in England, it's over. We're never going, and then, and then Omicron appears, which is a threat to no one. And I repeat, is a threat to no one. Omicron appears, and then they reinstitute everything because they're still under emergency powers. Doesn't have to go through parliamentary procedure, nothing. It's just unilateral, Boris Johnson, unilateral Joe Biden, unilateral Justin Trudeau. They can just do whatever they want or go governor by governor in the United States of America, and they can do whatever they want. And you need to understand this too. I put this out on Twitter. You are not truly enlightened about this subject until you say this out loud and boldly without hesitation. There was never a need for any COVID mitigation. None. If you want to have an exception, that would be maybe for the elderly as, as normally is done for a, for a, for a normal flu season, because many of many elderly die of the flu also it's 30 to 80,000 Americans die per year of the flu. And about, if you look at strict COVID deaths, th- things that were strictly COVID deaths, no comorbidities, none of the, you know, no mitigating factors, but strictly died of COVID in the United States is 30 to 60,000, not 900,000. All the rest of those had comorbidities or were actually, you know, those deaths. Again, I won't go over it tonight. Those deaths are falsely counted deaths. Whenever you hear 900,000, you, you would have noticed 900,000 people dying. You would have noticed it. They're false deaths. They're people that are being, dying with COVID or presumed COVID. And most of which the average age of death for those 900,000 Americans that have died of COVID. The average age of death was 78. The average age of death in America is 77. So all of this stuff from day one has been about getting to that digital quantum dot, probably quantum dot tattooing technology to get you marked. That's what it's been about from day one. Back to back to Canada. Here's another one. Make sure I'm on the right one. My Marty Bent. All right. This is the face of a financial terrorist. Same lady. Play it for me again. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay. So... 
the names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions, and accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. You're good, but I bring it back to me. So there you go. So there she is again, Christia Freeland. Keep that name, Assistant Deputy Prime Minister to the gelding, Justin Trudeau. Crowdfunding sources, give, send, go, GoFundMe, must now register. And they're the ones who will say that they're defenders of democracy. They are, all of them. All, you, know, you see the left all the time, whether it's Justin Trudeau or you pick an American leftist. They're the ones that are always saying that they're defenders of democracy because we question the validity of the 2020 election. We are now a threat to democracy. The, the same people who want crowdfunding organizations to now register with the RCMP and the federal government in Canada call me a threat to democracy. The very people who want other people to show their papers to get on a bus call me and you a threat to democracy. The butchers of the unborn, up to 40 million per year worldwide, call you and me a threat to democracy. Those who banned, when you ban people off of Facebook, you ban people off of YouTube, that is digital book burning. The digital book burners call me and you a threat to democracy. Why do they call you a threat to democracy? Because they project on you exactly who they are. That's like the devil calling you a liar, calling you exactly what he is. They must register. They're all coming into compliance. This is quotes from Christia Freeland. They're all coming under compliance to the new regulations. It's just like Klaus Schwab said. Remember Klaus Schwab? We, um, I'm trying to find the quote. I can't, well, it's on, it's on one of the tweets. I don't have it on my sheet here. But it's like Klaus Schwab said, this is a great opportunity. It's COVID-19 has given us a great opportunity to get people basically to a digital ID system. Well, look at what is happening here. Oh, these are right-wing conspiracy theories. And you're like, Tom, all you're doing is telling us bad news. I'm not telling you bad news. I'm telling you the truth. And what do you need to do with the truth? You must resist. Period. You must resist. I'm not telling you to be violent. They got that Facebook. No violence, no violence. I'm telling you, you must resist. You don't comply. And this is what this was what was so discouraging and disheartening. In 2020, Tom, you keep harkening back to 2020 as if nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing really has changed. I haven't seen any conservative actually say that they were wrong. I haven't. I've seen one congressman, Congressman Roy, actually came out and said I was wrong. The rest of them, even my favorites, have never said they're wrong. That were wrong. They've never come out and said that they're wrong until you get to the place of saying there was never a need for one COVID mitigation because this is not some sort of second coming of the bubonic plague. Until you get to that place of saying there was never a need to social distance. There was never a need to lockdown. There was never a need to mask. 
There was never a need to quarantine. There certainly was never a need to vaccinate for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. You have capitulated and acquiesced to bold-faced liars. If you are somebody that said, well, you know, for a couple of weeks we wore a mask, we, we understand that people were cautious. Understand that you have given ground to bold-faced liars and you must stop doing that. Because look at what has happened over not even two years, 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. If you're a crowdfunding source in Canada, you now must register. You must now come under the RCMP, Canadian federal government regulations. You have the deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, being interviewed while being questioned at a press conference. Are you targeting Canadian citizens? Did you notice that she didn't answer? You know why she didn't answer? Because she is targeting people who sent 40 bucks to the Freedom Convoy. She is right now at this very minute. Their names, quote, their names are being shared by the federal government, the RCMP, the Federal Police of Canada. They are being shared with financial institutions. They are going after people. And she talks about accounts have been frozen and then boldly proclaims almost with a glimmer in her eye that more will be frozen. And these same people will say that I'm a threat to democracy. I've never tried to freeze any Democrats accounts. You have you ever tried to even ban a Democrat? They project on you exactly what they are. They are neocon socialist Nazis. And they call you the names of that which they are. Where are we at, guys? Ezra Lamont? There we are. Trudeau's finance. Here we go. Trudeau's finance minister, who happens to be a director of... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look at this. Trudeau's finance minister. Remember, Klaus Schwab said half of his cabinet has gone through the World Economic Forum's Young Leadership Program. Trudeau's finance minister, who happens to be a director of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Conspiracy theories. There's not conspiracy theories. Of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum tells Canadians she is spying on their every financial move. Is Schwab trying to destabilize Canadian banks? Yes. That's why our borders are wide open, to destabilize America. That's why we're $30 trillion in debt. So we come under the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, where there is one bank and you'll own nothing and be happy. That's what it's all about. You think you're going to get health care then? Think you'll own a gun then? Think you'll be able to freely travel? And you won't be able to freely travel because you're not going to be able to use all that carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide, those fossil fuels. That'll be only the elites that get to get on their private jets and travel to their climate summits. This is what it's been about from day one. And why is no Christian leader repenting? I'm talking about you local pastors too of churches of 200 people. Why have you never come out and said to your congregations, we are wrong forever closing instead of espousing that you are loving for closing? to this day when you see what's happening right before your very eyes Uh, let's go to the next one seek for truth tweet whatever normal was we are not going back to it says who whatever normal was we are never going back to it says hsbc global private banking ceo annabelle spring we will now see a great reset which will produce bigger winners Bigger losers and bigger volatility. Davos 2022, the great reset. Now let's leave this up. Look at what she says. We, we will now see a great reset, which will produce bigger winners 
Bigger losers, which she's absolutely, are those the people in Canada that are having their accounts frozen, I wonder? Yep. Bigger losers and greater volatility. This is the plan. They're, they've used, they either caused or used COVID to usher in their globalist agenda, their globalist leftist agenda, which is found right in the book of Revelation. There'll be a whole, there'll be a very small people, but amount of people that are what I would call the haves that will control all the have nots, the ones that are still alive after the mass vaccination program. And I mean, have you seen the statistics coming out of the mass vaccination program? Look at our DOD statistics when you have a chance. Pull up Thomas Rents in the DOD. Disclosed TV tweet. Justin, FBI to form National Cryptocurrency Unit. <laughs> Funny how that works out all of a sudden, right? Funny how you have, you have the RCMP controlling banking, which is the FBI of Canada. And now suddenly the FBI to form a National Cryptocurrency Unit focusing on the seizure of virtual assets like Bitcoin and blockchain analysis. The DOJ, DOJ has announced, so they announced something else too, Remember? First of all, we now have found out that Joe Biden has a gun registry registry database. Absolute fact. Somehow that all the information about everybody who's ever bought a gun in the history of America is now in front of is now on a computer for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Susan Rice to look at. Funny how that worked out, isn't it? Did anybody sign up for that? Did you sign up so that Joe Biden would know that you bought a 357 back in 1994? Huh? No, but then now you have the FBI. It's formed its own cryptocurrency unit to seize assets. Funny how that works right in lockstep. And it all happened because people decided to strap on masks. They decided to capitulate. They decided to cooperate. They decided to be compliant. And now look, we are. Don't tell me they're two separate things. Justin Trudeau is pulling all of this off. Joe Biden has pulled off that which his stupid brain enables him to pull off. They're pulling it off only because of COVID. Joe Biden is president only because of COVID, because of all the untraceable, non-signature verified ballots that went in for Joe Biden when they closed the election, when they closed the ballot counting at three o'clock in the morning. That's the, that's the only reason why Joe Biden's president. You got all the Christians out there. I hate Joe Biden. Can't stand what he's, what, you know, I can't stand what he does. Can't stand what he stands for, whatever. Maybe you elected him. When you lock down your church and strap that mask on your face, you became a cooperative, compliant tool boy for the globalists and their arm, which is the Democratic Party. Where are we at, guys? COVID-1984 video. Tucker and, and Robert Malone discuss the World Economic Forum. Play it for me. You cannot go through the last two years without being transformed and I becoming agree. acutely aware of how compromised our government is. And it's not just our government. For me, I've been dragged kicking and screaming, you know, just resisting this whole World Economic Forum thing. Um, and the, the kind of the epiphany moment for me was when I encountered the Young Leaders Program and uh, the videos of Klaus Schwab bragging about how he has basically infiltrated all of the Western governments with- I believe the, Justin Trudeau participated in that, didn't he? Justin Trudeau, Gavin Newsom, yeah. uh, it goes on and on. Matter of fact, uh, so one of the things we're going to do on our Substack is we're going to try to um, do the diligence and map the young leaders program graduates 
uh, to their various positions throughout the United, throughout the um, North American government structure, Canada and the United States, because they're all over. Every neoliberal robot with power, it seems like, came through that. And the, what they, what one of the characteristics they seem to share, if you look at Gavin Newsom and Justin Trudeau, is is two exemplars. Um, uh, the you know the leader of New Zealand. I mean, just goes on and on and on. Is they they don't seem to be big thinkers. No, and not at uh, all. They they're very much party line people. Yes, and that was a confusion to me too, until I saw the website where the World Economic Forum lays out its policy position. It's very fascinating. It's interactive. You know, if you click on COVID nineteen, it shows how that relates to. Um, you know, uh, global warming and everything else. Exactly. It's all, it's it's all climate change, institutional yeah, racism, yeah. COVID. And, and, it's all and, and, a and matrix. It's, and, yeah, but it is. Oh, I know. It is. It's all there. Just further confirmation of what I just told you. And then I look forward to seeing Dr. Robert Malone's actual mapping of where all of these leaders went to. They started at the World Economic Forum and their young leadership program. And now where are they at now? We know where Justin Trudeau's at. We know where Angela Merkel is at. We know where Vladimir Putin's at. We know where Emmanuel Macron is at. We got all those. I want to see where all these people actually ended up. Rebel News video, Trudeau's justice, uh, justice minister on convoy supporters. Play it for me. Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. Then you ought to be worried. I mean, this is the government saying that you are not allowed to donate your money wherever you want. This is not this is not donating your money to a terrorist organization. This is donating your money to the Freedom Convoy. You're not you're not donating your money to Al Qaeda. You're donating your money to truckers that, I mean, that, are, that are completely peaceful. You may not like what they stand for, but they're completely peaceful. And you have Justin Trudeau's justice minister saying you should be worried that your accounts are going to be frozen and leftists. Yay, you're staying. You're, we're winning. We're winning. You're not winning. Now, what's going to happen when it's Candace Bergen and she's the next prime minister of Canada? She's the leader of the conservative movement in Canada. The one you see fighting with Trudeau on the parliament floor all the time. What are you going to do when she becomes prime minister and she has her own justice minister and they do the same thing to you? Not that they would, but you need to be scared that when you do it, you're giving the power to the other side to be able to do the exact same thing to you when they come into power. The Vigilant Fox video in Canada. There is speculation that Justin Trudeau and his family foundation holds 40% of this company. Play it for me. There, there is uh, in Canada quite a bit of speculation that Justin Trudeau and his family's foundation holds forty uh, percent of Acuitas. Acuitas is the uh, manufacturer of the catadic lipids that are used by Pfizer and the formulation technology. It's privately held, uh, so there there appears that there may be a major financial conflict of interest on the part of uh, Mr. Trudeau. You got to be kidding me. How long have you known this, Robert? Um, I have known that there was speculation uh, that this might be the case. Remember, I know uh, um, 
Peter Cullis, uh, the academic at the University of British Columbia that gave rise to Acuitas. And I've spoken to him uh, over time, including over the last couple of years, a couple of times. Uh, I've known him professionally for decades. See, funny how it all works out, right? World Economic Forum, you'll own nothing and be happy, right? And, and Justin Trudeau is pimping and whoring vaccines. And his family is allegedly or possibly holds 40% of Acutus, which is the manufacturer of mechanic, mechanic lipids used by Pfizer. 75 congressmen and women in the United States Congress own stock in Pfizer. And the United States government comes out and mandates that you use a product owned by the government that's mandating you to use it. Strange how that works out, isn't it? But you'll own nothing and be happy while they sit here and rake in the billions. Michael P. Sanger video. This is an overview. This, this is an overview of China's social credit system. If, now remember, who does Justin Trudeau admire the most? Now I'm, I pick a lot on Justin Trudeau. Joe Biden is exactly the same person, just a little bit dumber. But exactly the same person. I don't even know if he is dumber, but I mean... They're, they're exactly the same person. Remember, Joe Biden was bought and paid for. Mark it on your calendar. To 20, 2014, him and Hunter flew over on Air Force Two. Hunter received a check for $1.5 billion with a B dollars from a CCP-controlled bank. Absolute fact. Hunter's never denied it. Joe's never denied it. $1.5 billion for Hunter Biden's. You ever seen video of Hunter? Hunter Biden's consultancy expertise. That's a $1.5 billion check for, for consultancy fees for Hunter Biden's expertise on something he knows nothing about. Just, just, just the same as when he, when he worked uh, in, in Ukraine with a natural gas company, Burisma. He knows absolutely nothing about fossil fuels, but received $80,000 a month for being on their board. Strange how that always works out, isn't it? But he was bought and paid for. So Joe Biden, if you notice every last thing that Joe Biden does, and I've been saying this for a while, I've got it all put together. I've got an expose ready to roll on Joe Biden and his connections with the CCP. There's, it's a myriad. Just recently they've received, his family, $31 million from the CCP. $31 million to the Biden family. Absolute fact. Put out by Breitbart. Put out by Peter Schweitzer. Absolute fact. Those are the sources. So this is what, so everything that Joe Biden does benefits China. China is the gold standard for the World Economic Forum. This is what Justin Trudeau, remember Justin Trudeau, what country do you admire the most? I admire China the most because they are, quote, a pure, they are a pure dictatorship. And then they can turn, they can turn their economic situation around on a dime because they are a pure dictatorship. This is the goal. I want you where there is no vision. The people perish. Proverbs 29, 18. Here is the vision that your adversaries are trying to implement around the globe using COVID-19. So all of the uh, evangelical vaccine pimps and whores that your church has turned into a vaccine center understand this is the goal for the very people that you're pimping and whoring for right at this very moment. Play it for me, Will. They're constantly monitored by facial recognition cameras that are able to instantly put a face to a name. Now, the Chinese are also ranked. 
given a mark out of a possible 950 points. A score in the 700s is considered good, around the 500 mark is not. For now, the number is a sort of bank credit rating, keeping track of everyone's spending habits. I think being ranked is a good thing. A society has to have rules. It forces us to be well-behaved. It may seem scary, but it's just like that here. We're used to it, and anyway, we don't have a choice. But in an effort to keep all of its subjects in line, Beijing is taking the system a step further in 2020. It's aggregating data gathered by banks, private companies and the state to rate if someone's a good or bad citizen. By using the most data possible, the so-called big data, the system will play an important role in rebuilding a moral society. The state will go over every detail of a person's life with a fine-tooth comb. Their financial situation, spending habits, career, even behaviour on social media. Criticising the government online or displaying outward signs of wealth is a no-no. On the other hand, raising the party or giving blood increases your social credit. Journalist Liu Hu, he got a little too close to uncovering corruption among high-profile party members. After being sued for defamation by the subject of a story he'd written, he was blacklisted. But he only realised when he tried to buy a train ticket and was told he was banned from travelling. That tells me I'm still on the blacklist. Punished because he's been branded untrustworthy by the state. Once you're blacklisted, you can no longer get a bank loan, start a business, buy an apartment, or even send your children to a private school. In theory, everything can be taken into account in the social school, even the most innocuous error. Well, you know, thank goodness that I don't live in China, many will say. Well, Really? What, what have we been squeezed into over the last 23 months and 15 days to flatten the curve? You will get a vaccine or you will lose your job. How, how much different is it? You, get a, you, you will get a vaccine. It's not just get a vaccine, but you will get a vaccine. And the vaccine is just a tool to get to the vaccine passport. And the vaccine passport makes it sound like it's all about vaccines. It's not. It's about a digital identity. It is about a getting to Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, the mark of the beast. When, you, when I use vaccine passport, it's actually way too much, too much, it's too much of a surfacey term. It's way more than that. It's about getting to the program that you just saw. Where it's, that guy, there's barely anything about, I don't even know if it was anything about vaccines. It's all about squeezing you, pressuring you into compliance so that every single move that you make is controlled by the globalist neocon left for their own personal privilege, for their own personal power, and their own personal wealth. That is it. And that has been what it has been about for the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. That's what it was about back in the Petri dish at the Wuhan Institute of Virology when this virus was being manufactured by the People's Liberation Army. That's what it's been about from day one, COVID, caving, Christian. That's what it's been about. And now you see a program like that and people are thinking, well, that's not here. How's it not here? How's it not here? 
You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in New York City without a QR-coded Mark of the Beast on your phone. You can't walk into a restaurant to buy a freaking hot dog in New York City, the largest city in America, without swiping your QR code. People have been getting manip- People aren't taking the COVID vaccine to save their life. They're st- taking the COVID ca- uh, vaccine so that they can go into a restaurant or a movie theater or keep their job. We're not. In, we're 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 only slightly behind that curve, the digital identification system in America. We're slightly. I mean, you remember contact tracing? It's on your phone, and you you come within five feet of somebody or ten feet of somebody who had COVID or wasn't vaccinated or whatever the stipulations were. All right, back to the parliamentary floor. This is one of the heroes in Canada. These are people that we need to support. And despite the fact that Justin Trudeau and Christina Freeland, his deputy prime minister, will probably freeze your account if you do, you need to be sending money to the campaigns and to, and to the political organizations of people like Candace Bergen right here. She says on the parliamentary floor, now is the time to stand up for your con- constituents. Play it for me. He may not like it, Mr. Speaker, but in Canada, civil liberties must be defended at every turn. Section 2 guarantees our freedom of association and assembly. Section 7 guarantees our right to life, liberty and security of the person. Section 8 guarantees our protection against unreasonable search and seizure. Canadians can't be expected to simply take this Prime Minister at his word. His plans are not consistent with fundamental freedoms. The government should not have the power to close the bank accounts of Canadians on a whim. The Prime Minister is doing this to save his own political skin, but Mr. Speaker, this is not a game. It comes at the cost to Canadians' rights and freedoms. Speaker, Parliament should not allow the Prime Minister to avoid responsibility in this way. I urge all members of this House, proceed with extreme caution. Now is the time to stand up for your constituents, to show real leadership, to help heal our divisions, to listen to those we disagree with, to not shut them down, to not tell them that they are irrelevant, to not speak insults to them. And that's excellent what she said at the end. Those you don't agree with, we've never on the right, those of us who are allegedly a threat to democracy because we want forensic audits audits for the 2020 election, forensic audits, audits, that's all we want. And allegedly we're a threat to democracy. We're never trying to ban people. We're not. When, when have you ever seen a right winger try to get into a left winger's bank account? But yet allegedly we're a threat to democracy. And every all they, they don't try to defeat their opposition. They try to ban their opposition because they're afraid to be in competition with their opposition. They don't let them play in the game. Here's another one. This is uh, this is a uh, conservative MP Melissa Lance, Lanceman stands. She uh, stands with, with with the people who wore who wore swastikas. stickers. Listen to her give Trudeau a what for? Play it for me. Mystic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way when did it happen right honorable prime minister mr speaker 
Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. That's funny what he said. Now, first of all, remember what Justin Trudeau said. There's a fringe minority with unacceptable views, not views that he is against, not views that he doesn't agree with, but people have views that are unacceptable. They're not acceptable to even have, according to him, a fringe minority. And what's always so funny about all these globalist leftists, all these all these COVID tyrants, are they're always talking about, Justin Trudeau's talking about, because this blockade has cost, you know, like there's a Ford plant on the Canadian side, I believe one on the American side that's had to cut shifts because of supply line shortages caused by the truckers for about 10 days. But Justin Trudeau has caused a complete economic shutdown for his country for the last 23 months. He's cost his country and numerous people in his country hundreds and hundreds of thousands of jobs, just like here in America. And these same people will claim things like, well, you know what? The unvaccinated are causing you not to get your freedoms back. What do you mean? The very freedoms that you yourself stole and then that somehow you're going to spoon feed back to people who are compliant? It's an, it's a the audacity of these people and it's not hypocrisy. It's totalitarianism. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. Somebody like Justin Trudeau is saying that the freedom convoy has caused people to not get supplies that they want. What about the supplies that he's caused shortages of over the last 23 months? What about all the jobs that he's caused people to lose? himself by his COVID lockdowns again for a virus that didn't need any mitigations at all. You need to, why would a trucker need to be vaccinated alone driving in his car, in his truck? Why would he need to be vaccinated? The only reason why is so that he shows that he's compliant to the orthodoxy. That's what these people are about. I love how they promise to give back the jobs that they themselves stole as they see fit. And then claim that the opposition who said to never take people's jobs to begin with are stealing jobs. They'll claim that I am stealing jobs and I'm somebody who has said never, never, never lock down a business. Not for one day, not for one minute. Never stay six feet apart from each other. Never. I never took anybody's job. They did over and over again. All right. Switching subjects. Let's go to Russia for a minute. I, we probably got we got another one guy we're gonna skip it let's go to russia go to newsmax video enough on canada i'm even i'm getting tired of seeing trudeau let's switch over to russia this is now this is all this, this video is here and the one the person you're about to see is ned price and you look at look at what the, the what, what's happening with biden right now and there's satellite footage of russia withdrawing from crimea so you have absolute factual data, just like the factual COVID data. It's like the factual data about vaccines don't stop transmission. And then the, the politicians will say, we're going to have a vaccine mandate so that it stops transmission. I mean, the facts absolutely have no impact on their titanium skulls. They have no impact whatsoever. So here you have Ned Price. And remember, we already have satellite footage of Russia withdrawing from Crimea, but what does the Biden administration want? They want conflict with Russia because if you have it, statistics show, election statistics show, election data shows that whenever you are in a war or a conflict, 
The party that's in power has a tendency to get reelected as the country coalesces around them. That's what they're looking to do. That is it. They will gladly sacrifice your son or daughter over there. Gladly. They don't care. These are the people that are responsible for 40 million babies being butchered in the womb, in the birth canal, and outside of the womb every, every single year globally. They don't care. Like the 13 soldiers killed at the Abbey Gate at Harmony Conside Airport by Joe Biden when they knew the bomber was coming. Lloyd Austin knew the bomber was coming. Mark Milley knew the bomber was coming. Joe Biden, if he has the ability to know anything is coming, knew that the bomber was coming. And did absolutely nothing because they don't care about your son or daughter. Their own son or daughter will never be there. Well, you know, they've had, you know, Joe Biden had his son serve in the military and this person had their son. Never under harm's way, if you ever notice. They don't care. They'll gladly so that they, look at what Hillary Clinton did. Hillary Clinton, we all know how it works now. We've all seen it. Hired a tech company to hack Donald Trump's server, both at Trump Tower and in the White House, to mine data to try to put together a false narrative that he's colluding with Russians. Two years later, uh, Robert Mueller investigation, two years, 40 FBI agents, $40 million, ticking off the Russians who are nuclear, that have missiles that can reach America Easily, mutual, mutually assured destruction with a war, even though, even though Russia doesn't even have the economy of California, understand it's mutually assured destruction. They have great weapons. They have the absolute ability to reach, uh, reach America with multiple ballistic missiles, nuclear warheads, absolutely no question. And she torques them off. Yeah, I mean, with absolutely no hesitation because nothing, nothing compares for them Nothing rivals for them their own personal wealth. It's just like the Clintons receiving $50 million, or was it $150 million, from Uranium One for the Clinton Foundation. They don't care. It it doesn't matter to them at all. Whatever their political uh, whatever their their political goals are, their political aspirations are, that is number one. If your son or your daughter dies on the front line of a Ukrainian conflict with Russia. They don't care. They're not going. Look at, I mean, take a look at side by side me with Ned real quick, Aaron, if you can. Can you do that? Do you, I mean, look at Ned. Do you think Ned is ever going to carry a rifle in a war? Uh, look at Ned. I mean, do you, you think, let me, I got I got have a Marine in the room right now who fought in a war in the room. He's the one that's actually switching, switching a lot of the, the, the pictures that you're seeing right now. His name's Will. When you ever hear me say, well, do you honestly think that this guy gets through Paris Island? I mean, really? Ned? Ned Price? No, but Ned will happily send your son, your 18-year-old son, to be shot through the head by an AK-47 by a Russian soldier. He doesn't care as long as he continues to climb the ladder of the D.C. swamp. That's all that Ed, uh, Ned Price cares about, period. All right, play it for me. Unidentified chemical components to the Donbass region for Ukraine's use. These are straight out of Russia's well-documented playbook, including from its previous military incursions into Ukraine and Georgia, and from disinformation operations in other parts of the world, including in Syria, uh, where Russia continues to conduct a disinformation campaign to defend Syria's use of chemical weapons. People must treat 
any and all of these claims with the appropriate and healthy skepticism, especially when they come from Russian state media sources and aren't backed up by independent media reporting. Russia relies on confusion. Russia relies on obfuscation. Russia relies on misinformation and disinformation to cover its tracks. We should all expect that, and we should all be ready for it. Russia relies on confusion. Russia relies on their favorite two words, misinformation and disinformation. We all know that's true. But how different is the, the, the Obama, I was about to say, the O'Biden, the Obama-Biden administration? How different is the Biden administration from Russia? And in all honesty, do they put out truth? Do they put out factual data? Absolutely not. So they say Russia relies on confusion. Russia relies on obfuscation. Russia relies on misinformation and disinformation, says State Department spokesman Ned Price, right? That's what, that's what he says. And we acknowledge that. We're not, nobody's claiming that Russia is some sort of beacon of truth. But either, by the way, is the, the Biden administration. Neither, by the way, is, I mean, if we look at COVID over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, who is a beacon of truth? Name them. Is Israel? Uh, no. England? No. Canada? No. Australia? All the five eyes countries you can name. Not one of them is a beacon of truth, including the Biden administration. That was the great thing about Donald Trump. Like him or not, whether you like this bloviating or not, I personally enjoyed it. I personally loved him on Twitter. I personally loved the things that he said. I like the, the bombastity of the man. However, some people didn't, but he did tell the truth. You knew what he was saying. You know, when he went and spoke at the World Economic Forum, he talked about the autonomy of the United States of America. He didn't talk about cooperating with Klaus Schwab's dictatorial, uh, you know, c- control of the world that he wants to have using the CCP as, as his own personal Gestapo, but I digress. So here you have Ned Price out there saying that Russia relies on obfuscation, misinformation, disinformation. Well, let's look at Ned Price release some information. This was something I wanted to play. I'm going to play it just for a minute or two. But here is Matt Lee, an AP reporter, versus Ned Price when Ned Price came out to peddle that Russia was going to be creating the conflict using crisis actors. Play it for me. Good afternoon. Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation uh, campaigns. You've made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, What we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said, that they have engaged in this activity, uh, in this planning activity. But but let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few weeks ago. Sorry, made made what report public? If you let me finish, I will tell you what report we made public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, what evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know. Okay, well, where, where is it? Where, where is this information? 
It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, where is it? Where is the declassified information? I just delivered it. No, you made a series of allegations and would statements. You, would you like us to print out the topper? Because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for but yourself. That's not evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like, Matt? I, I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that you can show that that Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that 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 you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. A I long know that time. was my point. As, you you as have you, know. you you have been doing this for quite a while. You know I that have. when we declassify intelligence That's information, right. and I we do so in a means. We do so. We do so with an eye to that, protecting that sources and methods. Is not going to fall. I remember a lot of things. So where, where, where is the declassified information other than you coming out here and saying? Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we it's have declassified. It's not the format, it's the content. I'm it, sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry you, I'm sorry like you are doubting just... the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. No, I... I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it available to you uh, in order uh, for a couple reasons. One is to attempt to deter the Russians from going ahead with this activity. Two, in the event we're not able to do that, in the event the Russians do go ahead with this, to make it clear as day, to lay bare the fact that this has always been an attempt on the part of the Russian Federation to fabricate a pretext. Yeah, but you don't have any, any evidence to back it up other than what you're saying. You know that when we make information, uh, intelligence information public, we do so uh, in, a, in a way that protects sensitive sources and methods. You also know that we do so, we declassify information only when we're confident in that information. Ned, you if you doubt, if you doubt the, the credibility of the U.S. government, of the British government, uh, of other governments, and want to uh, you know, find uh, solace in information that uh, the solace? Russians are putting out, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> that is for you to do. So there you go. He falls back on this two, the two default mechanisms of the left, the default defenses of the left, whenever they're cornered, they go to these default statements. If you want to choose the Russians over UK and United States intelligence, that's what he says to Matt Lee, who's a liberal reporter, liberal, I mean liberal reporter with the Associated Press. And I know that's an old story right there, but I never got a chance to show it. And when, when Ned Price comes up and says, Russia depends on misinformation and disinformation, what was Ned Price pimping right there? What he was pimping was, is that the Russians were going to plant actors on the Ukrainian side that were going to shoot at the Russians as a precipice for the Russians to shoot back. Did that happen, by the way? We have all these sources, these sources from Ned Price, right? Just like the sources from the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot that were all FBI agents. Sources, right? So he goes to those two default measures. It's, it's the Russians. And, the, and here's number two. We have to protect our sources. You have Matt Lee asking, show us the freaking report, Ned. Show us the, it's not good enough that you say that there's a report. It's not good enough that you read the report. It's like Pfizer right now. Pfizer only wants to release the information. Remember, they're losing all their federal court cases where they wanted to keep all of their vaccine studies. Uh, classified out of public view for 75 years. They lost that in court. So they have to release all their information over the next eight months. Pfizer wants to be the one that decides what's redacted or not when it comes out. They're losing that in court too, or have already lost it. 
And they do the same thing here. They don't want to release anything because they're going to use their protected sources. They don't want to reveal their protected sources. And Ned Price simply says, me telling you that there is a report, you have to believe it. Me telling you what the report says, you have to believe it. That's the report. No, it's not. I want, if you're saying that it's declassified, if you're saying that it's declassified, then we need, we can see the report then release the report, redact any names that are on it and release the exact report. Not what you say is on the report. That doesn't count as the report. Release the actual data, please. It's like Pfizer. We want to see how you developed this this vaccine that is killing hundreds of thousands and millions of people. We want to see how it is that you got this, how it, how it is that you arrived at this destination. Not what you say, not how you tell us, not what how not your version of how you arrived with, at this vaccine. We want to see exactly how you do. We want to see the we want to see the control studies. We want to see who was harmed and who was helped. We want to see it all. If it's if it is declassified, and I know I'm not using the right terminology for civil things. If it is, you know, I don't know what it would be for for Pfizer. If it is, it, well, it is. They want to keep all of their information private. Well, it should be public. But Ned Price simply is saying, you know what? Since I'm giving you the briefing. That is the classified data. No, it's not. If there's a report, we want the report itself, not your version of the report. Moving on to vaccinations. Look at this video. This is an Irving uh, Schmeckler MD video. I hope I'm getting that name right. BlackRock executive says life insurance executives estimate, get this now, understand this. This is, this is absolutely earth-shattering information. BlackRock exec says life insurance executives estimate 300,000 vaccine deaths during 2022. That's what they're estimating. What is that talking about? They sell life insurance. Life insurance is the is the greatest thing in the world for insurance companies because you sell, sell everybody insurance and very few people die. Well, things are starting to break the opposite direction now. They're alleging they're projecting 300,000 vaccine deaths, vaccine deaths during 2022. They seek to reduce losses from massive payouts. Play it for me, Will. Second half of 2021. That should not have occurred. Um, in fact, he he put um, some meat on the bones. He said a 10% increase would be a three standard deviation uh, event. 40% is a once in a 200 year flood. And what you need to understand about insurance companies, they make their money giving whole life policies because they can predict death rates, which are pretty steady. You know, the, the death rates all around the globe are, are not fluctuating wildly. They just don't. So that's how they make their money. They collect a premium, they invest it, and then they have to pay out and they, they charge enough so that they're, they're, they never lose money on this. It's, it's a great business, right? Um, this is concerning to them. And, you know, he... When he, he, he didn't realize what he was saying, he was on a Chamber of Commerce video and he had no idea that that was gonna get blown up. Um, they can retract it all they want and uh, that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what they say, deaths are rising. Now, you can debate why, I know why, you know why. Um, then uh, I, you know, I told Dr. Malone and all my Twitter followers I'd be watching the uh, insurance company Q4 reports. I'm basing Q4 of 2021 versus baseline 2019. So plus 36% for Unum, 
plus 57% for Lincoln National, plus 41% for Prudential. And then Aegon reported uh, last week uh, on Thursday, Aegon is a Dutch insurer. They saw in the Q3 um, quarter plus 268% claims in the US. They did something interesting. They did a reinsurance deal, high face amount individual policies, look like very um, bad economics for them. Uh, on the conference call, a sell side analyst was very confused and said, why would you do this deal? I can speculate why they did this deal. And they actually think there's going to be 300,000 um, excess deaths due to, they call it COVID and indirect COVID, whatever that means, in the U.S. in 2022. So they actually raised their expectations for mortality in the U.S. on the conference call. There you go. Some of those insurance companies, the 36% increase in death claims, 57% increase in death claims, 268% increase in death claims. The DOD report brought out by Thomas Rents and three whistleblowers, now over 100 whistleblowers. The three initial whistleblowers, all MDs. Increase of heart attacks in the military, 300%. Remember how that, pull up the DOD report. By the way, Lloyd Austin has not denied it. Joe Biden has not denied it. Mark Milley has not denied it. Lloyd Austin is behind the scenes trying to change the data as we speak. That's why Senator Ron Johnson has put out that nobody is to touch the data and it needs to be captured so that Lloyd Austin doesn't get his little grubby, maniacal fingers on it. 300% increase. Remember how that data worked. 2016 to 2020, the averages. That's how they use it in comparison to 2021. 16 to 20 compared to 2021 in the DOD. 300% increase in heart attacks. 300% increase in cancer. 1,000% increase in this all in 2021. 1,000% increase in neurological disorders. 269% increase in Bell's palsy. 200, 200%, 200 to 300%. I can't remember the exact number, but it's 200 to 300% increase in miscarriages. And on and on and on I could go. HIV up 269% in the military. When you compare the averages from 2016 to 2020, when there's no vaccines to 2021. And the insurance companies are now seeing the exact same thing. And they're going to use this terminology that Edward Dowd, that was the man on the video. He says they're going to call it COVID or indirect COVID. You know why they threw an indirect COVID? Because none of them are dying of COVID. It'll be indirect COVID. It's the same sort of uh, shady statistical maneuvering and manipulating that the CDC does so they can say that people died of COVID when they're in stage four lung cancer in hospice and they died of COVID and they died three days later and they swabbed the inside of their cheek with a PCR test and claim that it was a COVID death. It's the same sort of murky statistical data gathering that was done then and they're going to try to do now as insurance companies. But here's the great thing. These insurance companies, they care more about what than anything else. The bottom line, making money. The, the, this data, as we have prayed on this podcast, is coming out. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Jesus speaking, John chapter 3, verse 20. The data is coming out. They are projecting 
in 2022, a 300,000 additional deaths from COVID or indirect COVID. It won't be COVID. It will be vaccine deaths. Look at the DOD data. Go to the cat turd tweet for me. Why are U.S. life insurance companies, bing, 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 revealing an overwhelming unexplained increase of 40% in all-cause deaths? This, this, all this COVID and indirect COVID bull crap, that's all lies. It is 40% all-cause mortality increase. You know what that is right there? I'll point the right, the right direction. That is facts. That's the truth. It's the truth. That data right there is true. There is a 40% increase in all-cause deaths amongst the, from the age from 18 to 49. This is what these life insurance companies are currently right now at this very moment beginning to report. They're not going to go out of business for Joe Biden or for Pfizer. This data is going to come out because we've prayed over it and it's going to come out. We're going to see the greatest apocalypse in the history of the world. Stalin, what Stalin did will pale in comparison to what these vaccines have done. It is only starting to come out. Remember, we just started vaccine one year ago. It is just now starting to go out. Let's skip that one, Will. What is that one? Valglass? Yeah. Skip that one. Let me see the next one here. James O'Keefe. Let's go to James O'Keefe on, on Hannity. Play it for me. They claim he has nothing to do with the vaccines, but he has a big role to play in the authorization of emergency use for vaccines, uh, and he's an FDA executive officer, James. That would seem like a high up position, and if you're involved in the emergency authorization, that would mean you have to know a thing or two about what he was saying. Yeah, Sean, thank you. I mean, this is extraordinary because we received not one, but two on the record statements from the Food and Drug Administration in the last 24 hours. The first, the person purportedly in the video, there he is in the video, these are not my claims, they're the claims out of the mouth of an executive person inside the Food and Drug Administration. The person purportedly in the video does not work on vaccine matters when he says, and repeatedly, that he handles these emergency youth authorizations uh, on toddler vaccines. He says they're the FDA, is not going to not approve this so-called toddler vaccine. He's basically rubber stamping it. And a video we just broke moments ago, Sean, talks about the fountain of money, the fountain of revenue that goes into the FDA. Uh, the money they get from these pharmaceutical companies makes it more likely to approve their products. So this is an extraordinary story. Now, the FDA has given us yet another statement tonight, Sean, saying this is a new statement that he does not speak on behalf of the FDA. And as you saw in those in that recording of the phone call I made to him last night, it was extraordinary. The FDA did not even tell Christopher Cole that he gave me the statement. So, I mean, there are so many questions here, but but this was a, a two-month-long undercover operation uh, investigation. Uh, we had five meetings with Christopher Cole. We have hours of video recordings uh, of what he's saying, which is truly dynamite stuff, Sean. So what you got out of this, and this is just a quick summary here, is that we're going to have an, an annual mandated vaccine. I guess it hasn't, he said it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to like rile everybody up, which would rile people up. 
uh, they're not going to not approve emergency use authorization. And you're telling me that he admitted he's part of that uh, for five year old children and, and kids six months old. So it's very simple. And you can look at please look and visit the Project Veritas site to watch the actual video, although he's been banned off of Twitter. Find Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, whenever you can. Another national hero, James O'Keefe, seriously. That's part of the parallel society. Parallel media we have to have. Everyone needs to have a Gab account, getter account, rumble account, parallel society. But what basically, if you're wondering why the FDA was suing on behalf of Pfizer, remember, Pfizer wanted to keep all of its data, as I said a minute ago, all of its data about how they came up with the vaccine, they wanted to keep it all confidential, right? The FDA sued on their behalf, a multi-billion dollar globalist uh, company that doesn't even headquarter in America. The FDA is suing on their behalf to keep their comp- keep Pfizer's data confidential. Why? Because Pfizer owns the FDA. The FDA is getting paid off to approve vaccinations. You know the FDA doesn't even impanel their board anymore? They used to impanel a board. If you watch their hearings at the beginning of this, when these vaccines were not approved yet, they would impanel a board of all these doctors. There'd be a lot of them. And you could freely even call in if you're an expert. And you could watch this entire hearing. You would hear definitely different views than the Biden administrations on these conference calls. They don't impanel the board anymore. They just rubber stamp everything. You, th- you, don't, you don't think that in about a month, month or two, that a six-month-old is going to be vaccinated? You've lost your mind. Parents are offering up their children right now in the vaccine trials, like making, like throwing their, their children into the fires of Moloch. They don't care. They're totally beholden to the orthodoxy. They're God is medicine their god has saved my life save my life that's their god and their god is satan a bold-faced liar to offer up your child for a vaccine trial for a, against against the virus that your child has zero percent chance of dying of this whole thing is so convoluted and so evil but the fda is owned and bought and paid for by pfizer in a month month or two the FDA will approve six months to five-year-olds being vaccinated. That's going to happen. The only, this is my opinion, take it or leave it. The only reason why the FDA, why Pfizer, correction, removed their application for approval is to delay it on purpose. Because as long as they're vaccinating children, they get grandfathered in the emergency use authorization, the EUA. As long as you're vaccinating children, it covers you. You stay under the protections of the EUA in perpetuity. So if five years from now, even though the EUA has run out for five years, but you're vaccinating kids, you're still covered by the stipulations of the EUA. So right now they just delay it. So right now they're vaccinating five to 12 year olds. That keeps the EUA going. Now they can delay it a little bit further. They can act like, well, we're pulling it back. We're pulling back our application. We're putting it back in. We're pulling it back. So they can delay it. And then suddenly they're going to be able to vaccinate six, six-year-olds to five-year-olds and then keep the EUA even longer. That's the plan because they've got to accumulate mass amount, a massive amount of cash for all the lawsuits that are coming their way. What it'll be is say they make a trillion dollars and they lose you know, a hundred billion dollars, three, two, three hundred billion dollars 
in lawsuits. They know it's coming, so they have to prolong the coverages of the EUA to postpone those lawsuits as long as they can. And the FDA, as as the he is he's not a a voluntary whistleblower, but as the whistleblower said, the FDA is money driven and bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical industry. Here's an interesting thing out of the Bongino report. Levi's, uh, Levi's president resigns to speak out against COVID tyranny. This is what you have to do. I say this to all the COVID caving cops, the COVID caving pastors, all the people that I don't want to lose my job. You know what you have to sometimes there's things that are more important than your job. They're saying, and if you trust in the Lord, if you, if you, if you're not a Christian, become one so that God becomes your supply. Then you don't have to worry about your job because my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, the God who owns a cattle on, upon a thousand hills. There will never be a question. You will always prosper. So if you're not a Christian, become one. Levi's president resigns. This, she made a stance. She's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and pimp and whore vaccines so that I can keep my job. She was offered a million dollars by Levi's to keep her mouth shut and just comply. And she turned it down. That's what you're supposed to do. If you're Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal is passing you now in Grand Slam titles, becoming the greatest tennis player of all time, you go, you know what? I'd rather stand. I'd rather stand. And you know what, what's great is Novak Djokovic will live a long life regardless. Everybody who's filling their veins full of mRNA vaccination from a globalist, greedy company like Pfizer, that's on them. We're not going there yet, guys. Now, I want to ask you this. How many more videos like this are we going to have to see? How many more? Here's one. Play it for me, Will. Ist das dann nicht viel zu spät? Ähm, wir, wir müssen uns ähm, und ja. Alles okay? Hm. Alles okay? Ich glaube, wir sollten abbrechen. Wir machen an dieser Stelle hier weiter. Sie haben es gesehen, der Kollege Pfeffer in Berlin. Alright, let's go right to the next one. When you ready, play for me. Wir haben hier ein Problem. Augenblick bitte. Christian. Oh, this just happens all the time, right? I'm 53 years old. By the way, I've never seen that happen. Never. Just like I've never seen two tennis players in their early 20s walk off of the of the tennis court at the Australian Open or any other court or any other tennis court around the globe because they can't breathe. You've never seen any of this happen before, and you doubt what I was telling you about the DOD's report? You doubt what's going on with the insurance companies where they're projecting 300,000 additional deaths in 2022? Well, what happened in 2022 and 2021? Uh, everybody's getting the mRNA vaccination. That Robert Malone, who's the inventor of mRNA technology, told everybody not to take. And suddenly doctors around the globe are seeing cancer Uh, go from stage one to stage four in three weeks. Suddenly, people are, are dropping all over. I, I didn't even, I, I should have put it in the comic. I can't I don't remember her name, but she collapsed on stage over and over and over again. This is happening. There's one video after another of soccer players in their prime, clutching their chest and dropping on fields throughout the globe. We have no idea yet what the repercussions of this vaccination are. Novak Djokovic, play it for me. 
you know, I understand the consequences of my decision. And one of the consequences of my decision was not going to Australia and I was prepared not to go. And I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And, and that's the price you're willing to pay? I, that, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically? Because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. I do. I've always been a fan of that. Bring it back to me. I've always been a fan of that guy. But I'll tell you what. I'm even more of a fan, way more of a fan now. That is the stance you have to take. When you're a cop, and I, you're like, Tom, why are you always talking about cops? Because I was one, 1992 to 2017. Myself, 25 years straight. I was a law enforcement officer right here, Sarasota County, Florida. When they tell you to go arrest somebody because they're not wearing a mask, well, that's the law right now. Don't care. It's not the Constitution, is it? You take stands. Well, Tom, if you leave your church open, which is what happened here, then a lot of your church is going to leave. 30, 40% of your church is going to walk out. That happened with me too. But you know what else happens? When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledging him, he'll make your path straight. Everything you lay your hands to will prosper. And you go from a church of 140 to 170 people to 700, which is where we are now after 23 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Yeah, we're, we're, this is one of the last shows that we're ever going to do in the studio because we're moving from the 7,000 square foot church that we're in right now to a 50,000 square foot church. God, if you stand and you do what's correct, God will shower you with blessings. He, he, God can't help. When Jesus was raised from the dead, what happened? Everybody was raised from the dead. You ever read your Bible? There's some people being raised from the dead all over the place. He's the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. That's who he is. You stand. You do what's correct. Not what's popular. You do what's correct. But here's, here's what a politician will tell Novak Djokovic to do. Play it for me, Will. As an elite athlete, Novak Djokovic is at very low risk from COVID, but it's not zero. He says he's caught COVID twice already, and that will give him some protection. But the best safeguard is to be triple jabbed rather than taking your chances with the virus. You should take the job As instead, of, instead of taking your chances with the virus. Novak Djokovic is going to listen to Poindexter over here. This is the guy that's going to give you health advice if you're a professional athlete. I think not. Go to the next one. Michael P. P. Sanger tweet. Speaking about Italy's new vaccine mandate, people think everything's turning around. It's not. It's not. Listen, we are winning and we need to rejoice in the fact that we are winning. We're definitely winning in the United States. Globally, they're retracting for political purposes. The Democratic Party right now, whether it's Kathy Hochul, Phil Murphy, any other liberal politician that you can name right now, not really liberal, the leftist. They're retracting their mandates right now because there's an election coming up, all the while keeping their emergency powers so they can put them right back in. This illustrates it right here. Speaking about Italy's new strict vaccine mandate, which has left hundreds of thousands of citizens over 50 with no work or salary. He doesn't give a crap. Prime Minister Mario Draghi says the unvaccinated are not part of our society. 
But me and you, as people that want autonomy of our own bodies, are a threat to democracy. But he says the unvaccinated are not part of our, of our society. Well, here's how Italy has responded. Play the next one for me. You can side by side. Right there. I mean, I could let that video go on and on and on. You see any end of that crowd? We are not alone. And we are not the minority. Let's go to the next one. I'm blowing through these. I want to get through as much VAC stuff as we can. Rise Melbourne. Is that where we're at? All right, Rise Melbourne. Uh, Victoria, that's in Canada. Here's the thing. Alex Jones said this on his podcast. What's the difference between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated? One vaccine. Victoria, it begins. Double vax, he uses, Rise Melbourne uses waxed so he doesn't get banned off of Twitter. Double vaxed, already getting attacked. <laughs> See? You, you, can, you can cave and capitulate and cooperate all you want. They will come. Oh, I was fine with the first vaccine. I'm a hero. I'm part of the team. And then they come and tell you to get vaccinated again. Where's your line? Will it be three? Will it be four? The, the comedian who collapsed on stage and cracked her skull, she says she's not going to get any more boosters after she collapsed while bragging about getting a booster. It begins double-vaxxed, already getting attacked, soon to be labeled anti-vaxxers because you refuse the booster exclusive. Double-dosed are seven times more. Here comes the prop of freaking Ganda. Double-dosed are seven times more. Like, show me the data. Just like Ned Price. Show me the data, Ned. I want to see. I want to see the data. Not what you're telling me the reports say. I want to see the reports themselves, and I want to see where the reports came from, and I want to talk to the people who wrote the reports. Because I don't believe a daggum thing that comes out of any of these federal governments. Double dose are seven times more likely to need intensive care than triple vaxxed. So now you know it's no good anymore that you're double vaxxed. Go to the next one for me. Five million French people who refuse the booster. Now they're already double vaxxed. Now they refuse the booster, are officially losing their vax pass. Now all a lot of those double a lot of those double vaxxed were probably all over people like you and me, calling us a threat to the world, calling us murderers because we aren't vaccinated. But now their own tyranny, as it always will, turns on you, doesn't it? It turns on you. Five million French people who refuse the booster. You know why? Because they're watching the same things that I'm watching. And they're seeing people dropping like flies all over all over the world, losing their vax pass and joining the growing ranks. Welcome. I want to just welcome all of you. Welcome to the ranks of the unvaccinated. Even though sadly you got that mRNA cursing through your veins, which you need to have prayed out. Stat. Stat. Let's go to the next one here. Wittgenstein video. Coronavirus pandemic in France, nearly 4 million vaccine passes deactivated. Play a portion of this for me. Caught out by a change in rules, this 18-year-old student headed straight to a vaccination center on Tuesday. She woke up to an expired vaccine pass after not getting a booster shot in time. There are too many rules coming out. First, it was after six months that we could get a booster. So I told myself, okay, I have time. Then it was shortened to three months. It was a mess. The maximum time frame between two doses is now reduced to four months instead of seven. Authorities say there'll be a seven-day grace period for those who haven't had a third shot. This vaccine centre near Paris is injecting about 100 people per day, far from capacity, but the appointments last longer. 
We need to explain and convince. We also need to simply inform people because they're hearing contradictory information from many different sources. There are some people, though, who still believe a third jab is one too many. It's sad, but that's how it is. I don't have the right to do anything anymore, so I'm not even trying. That's the way it is. I don't have the right to do it anymore. That's France, by the way, a constitutional republic. But don't worry. It's okay. Just keep on cooperating. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir, but there's a few of you out there that are not part of the choir. If you, if you want to be at a place where you say, where, where we really have already been squeezed into, unless you're someone like me who just doesn't give a crap and is never going to comply, period, ever, I will never close my church. I will never social distance. I will never vax. I will never mask, period, ever. I don't care who the president is. I don't care who the governor is. But if you want to get to that place where that girl is, I don't have a choice anymore. It only took us 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve to get to that place. Congratulations, all the COVID cavers that refused to say you were wrong, even though now you're politically on my side, but you refused to say that you blew it, which makes you vulnerable to blowing it again. Michael P. Sanger tweet. Well, this is an interesting piece of data right here. When COVID vaccines first became available, China purchased over 100 million doses of the mRNA vaccines. It has yet to administer a single one. Did you know that? Yet to, this, this is the enforcement arm of the World Economic Forum who refuses the very vaccines that they're making everybody else take around the globe. The Wuhan Institute of Virology made coronavirus, made COVID-19, and that, and then of course proliferated using, using the world military games, proliferated around the globe, then the vaccine came in to get everybody controlled right into China's digital uh, social credit system. And that model, that's being applied throughout the globe right now, being instituted around the globe. But China itself bought all these doses of mRNA vaccinations. You may have heard China getting vaccinated. They may have been getting vaccinated, but it's not the mRNAs. They themselves bought a bunch of them and then didn't put... Why? Because here's the problem in China. They have a female shortage. They have a mass female shortage. There's places in China where men outnumber women 400 to one. Facts. They can't kill them all off. They can't, they can't be filling up their female bodies with a bunch of mRNA vaccinations. You got that side by side for me, Aaron, or no? There we go. I just wanted to say this. Who would want to ever live like this? This is right now in France. I will never live this way ever. God's my protection. I'm never, leave it up, Aaron. Or will God's my protection. I'm using, I'm saying this simply to make a point because I cannot die outside of martyrdom until, until I have lived a full life in accordance to the Bible. So, but I will say this, I would rather die than live like that. I will never live my life that way. If you come and you try to get me and take me to prison for not living that way, you better come armed. I am not going to live that way. Why would anybody, why would anybody decide, you know what? I'm going to be compliant and live like that. 
I will never, ever get it. And one thing I don't get, especially, is when you have a Bible verse that I quote almost every time on this podcast, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. I would rather be dead as a free man than live as a slave. Period. I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Period. In Jesus' mighty name. Back here Thursday night, watch these videos. Watch this first video especially. It's about our new building. See where we're at. See what standing can do for you. Love each and every one of you. Back here Saturday night, 1030 for 55 minutes of fury. Love you all. God bless you. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never going to close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBlee.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBlee.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Oh,